Hi, how you doing, folks? Welcome to the Gospel of Kennison. This is episode 141, brought to you the week of March 4th, 2021. I'm your host. My name is James Kennison. Welcome to my personal audio journal with special thanks to our patrons, especially Carrie Wright and Carrie Bernhardt. Wow. I have to apologize to all of you because this has been uh, a long time. It's been a long time since I've recorded anything, and um, I figure I'll just tell you why. It's an audio journal, after all, and uh, the story of my life is the story of this podcast. So I, I mentioned last time on the last episode how I've been feeling a lack of drive and energy and uh that has continued and has gotten i guess worse i I don't know if worse is the right word it's just grown you know uh so so let me back up a little bit you guys know i got a new doctor um new psychiatrist and i was pretty excited about that because my old psychiatrist was a nice guy but he wouldn't even consider the possibility that I might not be bipolar, that I'm just depressed with anxiety, which is what I believe. I believe I was misdiagnosed years ago when I really didn't know anything about the disease. And I just went along with whatever the doctor said because, hey, they were supposed to know. And every doctor that I've had since that original doctor has just accepted, you know, the the diagnosis from the previous doctor and haven't questioned it. And they don't know me personally, so they don't follow me around and and know my uh, condition, you know, and, and how I'm doing. And so they would never call into question my original diagnosis. But so I got a new I got a new doctor and I made that known to him and kind of made a plea to him that I'm, I'm looking for a new diagnosis. I'm looking for somebody to re-diagnose me to, to kind of start over from the beginning and ask the, the original questions that you would ask to somebody when they started counseling or not counseling, but you know, started to go under psychiatric care and, and ask yourself, is this guy bipolar or not? Well, he did that. And he asked me if I'd ever had any manic episodes, if I'd had racing thoughts, if I had had um, issues like that. And, and of course, my answers were no. And he said, well, you know, it's, it's only the first time meeting with you, but uh, I would say that, yeah, you are not bipolar, that you're uh, just depressed. And, and that was a good thing. Because my my thinking was, uh, since there there's an issue, they they won't give uh, folks who are bipolar will get uh, antidepressants, but they won't get but so much of it because if you give too much antidepressants to uh, a, a bipolar person, it could trigger a manic episode. And so I'm thinking, hey, if if I can get out from under this bipolar thing, they'll give me more 
you know, uh, antidepressants, it'll lift, it'll kind of lift that band, you know, that ceiling and maybe I can get better. And it, it worked, um, because he changed my diagnosis. He gave me new medication and I've been on it for about three months now and it has been great. I have felt absolutely better than I've felt in seven or eight years. Um, I, I don't feel depressed. I don't feel sad. I don't feel doomed. I don't have negative thoughts about myself. I, I can look at my depression objectively and see it as a separate thing instead of being a part of myself. I don't hate myself. I don't loathe myself. I, I, uh, you know, I'm more pleasant to be around. Um, I still have anxiety, you know, I still don't want to go do things with, with people, especially social stuff. Like it just, you know, it's just bad. Um, it's hard to get me motivated to want to go to a party or a get together or something like that. Um, but, but we've, we've, we've worked on systems to get me, uh, to acclimate me to it. Like if we know more in advance and if my wife reminds me every day, I can prepare myself for it and, and things like that. And it kind of helps ease, ease me into it. Um, so I tell you all that to say that the doctor was great in helping me change my diagnosis and giving me uh, the medicine that has now enabled me to feel so much better. But at the same exact moment that I started feeling better, I, I felt a, a, a complete drain on my emotional energy um, and my drive and any kind of passion to do anything. And all I have done, and I, I think I mentioned this on the last episode, is I sit on the couch and I watch YouTube videos on my phone. And uh, I, I do chores when I'm asked. You know, I, I drive my kids around. I do things. I go to church, you know, and, and, um, and, and I, I take my wife out uh, to dinner, you know, so, so I'm not completely you know, like scared to leave the house kind of thing or whatever. I'm not locked in, but, uh, I don't, I don't do anything. And I can, I can be honest and look you right in the eye and say, it's not something simple like laziness or a desire to just be, uh, still, you know, and, and, and not, uh, it's nothing, it's not what I want. And that if I could change it, I would. But to do anything, you, it's just so hard to describe. You you got to want to. But um, I don't even want to play video games. I don't even want a podcast. Uh, even, even that story show has become a huge struggle. Um, I'm, I'm supposed to have been, I was supposed to have recorded tonight and, um, instead, uh, I, I, I kind of fiddled around with things and I, um, I couldn't handle 
do it, putting the show together and then doing the show. Um, so what I did is I, to try to work around myself, I postpone the recording till tomorrow night. Um, and then I put the show together on paper today because that's all I could make myself do. And that was almost more than I could make myself do because when I, when I push against that and I try to make myself do it, it is, it is hard. It is, it is so difficult. It's like painful. And, um, it's ridiculous. And it's the only thing about me right now that is making me anything close to depressed because I'm not happy about it. You know, obviously. Uh, so I, I tell you all this about my doctor and everything. Um, because my doctor is, it just turned out he's not, he's not a great doctor. Um, he did me good by changing my diagnosis. He did me good by getting me that medication, but I've met with him like twice, um, since then. And I've told him the same things I'm kind of telling you. And I'm supposed to have 15 minutes with him. He gives me about five. Um, my wife overheard my last session and she says he, he doesn't appear to be listening to you, which I kind of felt that but I, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt because sometimes doctors are, are just kind of aloof, you know? And um, I tend to be a person that tries to give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm, I'm a little bit more like John Steinklauber than I would give myself credit for normally. Uh, in, in real life, um, I'm not real boisterous and <laughs> uh, outgoing um, as I am on the show. I'm I'm really nice and and I will let people kind of run over me a little bit. Um so I wasn't to the point where I was being critical of the doctor yet, but my wife really um helped me to realize that yeah, he just he's not listening and he, I've told him twice now that I've I'm suffering um with this lack of of energy. Uh, I've got things I, I want to do. Um, and I, I, I've got things that, that, um, would be done cause I have so much time. I have so much time right now. I mean, I, I have literally no, no schedule. I could be doing extra podcasts. I come up with ideas. Um, I could, I could save red school bus and, and maybe even hire a kid or two to come on the show and keep that going. You know, I've thought of these things, but I, I can't, can't handle it. I can't handle it. I can barely do that story show. So how, why, you know, would I set myself up to put myself under all this pressure? Because, um, you know, it, it feels I don't know when you, when you have no energy, everything just feels like a big painful drain. Like I said there, you don't, you don't get the, the pre high, I'll call it pre high of this is going to be great when it's finished, or this is going to feel good to be doing, you know, um, I mean, putting a puzzle together 
would be as difficult as putting shelves up in the basement for me at this point. Cause that's just where I'm at. So I don't have a great doctor. He just, he just didn't work out. Well, why did you change? Well, like I said, we had a guy that was great, nice, kind, listening doctor, but wouldn't uh, hear about changing my diagnosis. And um, our family counselor the, the uh, suggested this other lady. And so we switched over or tried to, and it turned out that because of my medications and them being some of them are a controlled substance that she couldn't help me. And so they just assigned me randomly to somebody in the same office. And so I didn't even get the doctor that she suggested. And um, so, you know, it's been two visits with me telling him that, that I need help. And this last, for instance, this last uh, uh, meeting or, or, you know, sit down that I had with him. They're all virtual. Um, I told him about something my sister had shared with me. She suffers pretty much from the same thing I do. I think hers is a lot worse, but she was talking about the lack of energy and her doctor gave her Adderall, which you know, uh, and have heard of, uh, they use on ADHD kids because it's a stimulant and it, and it, for some reason on them slows them down. Um, but Leanne says in her case, it has hyped her up. It's been a stimulant and it has given her the energy to where she's been able to go out and get a job and hold it down and not feel overwhelmed and has energy to do things in her life uh, again. And um, I am so desperate for that. Uh, so desperate for that. So I mentioned that to him. I said, you know, my sister, similar thing here's here's what the her doctor gave her here's here's the outcome would that be something that you'd be interested in you know uh doing for me and he says well that's a stimulant you know it's this this and this he says uh no um he said i will think about it but not right now and so my usual doctor would have said either yes or no and then if it was no, he would have said, okay, I, I still haven't addressed your issue. Your issue is you have no energy. So in the meantime, while we're waiting, let's try this. And he would have, you know, given me a prescription for something. Well, this doctor that I have now just said what he said. And then he got off the call. You know, was, is there anything else? And I said, no. He said, all right, when do you want to see me next? And I said, I guess in a month. And that's the thing that sucks about these. And I, I it, it was on a Thursday and we got off the phone and I was just devastated. I mean, cause I look forward to those meetings as they become a source of hope, like a, a, a light at the end of the tunnel that maybe something that I've been dealing with for the last month or two will finally change. And I had so much optimism and, and then nothing, I got nothing. And, uh, I couldn't even do the show that day. Um, that was a couple weeks ago. And, uh, I just told John, I'm like, I know already I can't, can't handle it. I'm so down and out. I feel hopeless. And like I said, it's, it's the only thing in my life right now that is bringing me any kind of, uh, 
depressing thoughts or feelings is, uh, you know, how, how, how much of this is me or how much of it is just mental. I have to believe it's mental because if you want to get up and do stuff and can't, that's not the thoughts of a lazy person. Lazy people think of all the things that they need to get done and they choose and make a choice not to do them. I, I want to, and I do stuff. Like I said, I change out light bulbs. I, I, I get things from my wife. I take the garbage out. I, you know, I, I help with the dishes. I, I do things, but when my kids are at school and my wife's at work, I'm home by myself with the dogs I'm sitting on the couch and I'm watching YouTube videos and it's pretty much, if I really look at that, at that action, that's what I was doing years ago when I was first coming back out of the darkest, deepest depression that I had ever, you know, the worst of it is I started off by watching fail videos almost nonstop for like months. And uh, I even had a, an online friend text me the other day when I mentioned that I was watching fail videos and stuff again. And she asked how I was doing. And I told her I'm, I'm actually doing great. Uh, I'm not depressed because, because she, she remembered, you know, back that, that that's what I used to watch when I was doing bad. I said, I'm actually doing really good except for this one issue. And, uh, it feels so weird to say that, but anyway, our plans are, um, to actually go back to my old doctor. Uh, you say that sounds crazy, James. Yeah, but here's the deal is he has retired and given his practice to a younger gentleman. And, um, I know my my old doctor well enough to know that he uh, thought pretty highly of himself, you know, he, and, and rightly so he was a smart guy, very smart guy, professor at uh, Washington university here in St. Louis, which is probably the preeminent uh, psychological uh, uh, school in America. And uh, so he probably, I, I can just say with a lot of confidence that he probably gave his practice to a, a very um, good, knowledgeable, smart uh, doctor. So they don't know we left <laughs> is the thing, especially with the transition. So we can slip back in and just ask for a, uh, a, a new uh, appointment. And um, I can, I can tell him, look, I went and got a second opinion Here's what, what they've got me on now, medication wise, you know, there's been some changes, blah, 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 and see if I can get this guy to, uh, uphold the, uh, change of diagnosis that, you know, my newer doctor gave me. So that's the plan. Uh, we just have to call and make an appointment and, and get going. But, um, I just want to share that because that's why I'm not doing uh, GOKs like I should because they feel like they would hurt to do them. And I don't know, today, I actually tried to do it yesterday 
and I got interrupted, but I sat down today and why, why can I do it now and sound, you know, halfway upbeat and all that? Um, I don't know. I just ate <laughs> at a great dinner. Um, my family's home, you know, uh, I'm not sure I like being home alone as much as, uh, you know, I, I don't, wouldn't say that I'm affected by it. I, I don't know that I do very well being home alone during the day. I think it does have a depressive effect on me, but, um, I had everything turned on already from yesterday. Uh, so I didn't have to turn anything on <laughs> and I had just done the, the notes from GOK or for, for that story show. And so everything was, you know, already up and going and it was just a matter of me sitting down and talking. So it didn't, I kind of snuck myself into it is what I'm trying to say. So now, you know, and, and again, I apologize. I, I do, especially, uh, to my patrons, but all my listeners, uh, you guys deserve, um, you know, the, the standard I hold myself to is, is once a week. And I have not done that. I've done like once a month or once every two months. And, and, and that is ridiculous. And, and it's, uh, it's not good. And I, and I know many of you would say, James, don't worry about it. You know, we're here for you, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I appreciate that. And I, but it's a podcast and I believe in excellence and, um, just know that, that, that I want to do it every week. I want to have a consistent show. I want to put out at least four episodes a month um, to make it worthwhile for especially patrons who, who are putting in money, um, you know, to give you uh, the basic, uh, like I said, four episodes a month um, is would, would, would be my standard. That's the standard I hold myself to. That's what I want. That's when I will be happy with myself is when I'm doing that. And, uh, that's my goal. Um, I'm not slacking off just to take and, and, and not give, I'm not doing it, um, to play with anybody or, or to mess with anybody or, um, and I'm, and I'm not doing it without feeling guilt and, 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 and stuff. It's the, it's, it's not easy. It's, I just, I just want you to know that I care about you as a listener. And I, I, uh, I know what it's like. I mean, I have people I watch on YouTube. <laughs> I've become quite a YouTube person. I have favorite people that I watch. Um, and matter of fact, that'll probably be one of my uh, future GOKs is just going through uh, who I subscribe to and sharing them with you and seeing if it might be something you would want to subscribe to, you know, uh, because I think it says a lot about my interests and, and things like that. But um uh, I, I, I know I've gotten to the point where I know when they put stuff out and when they don't put something out, it's a bummer. You know, it's not the end of the world and I understand. Uh, but when, when they, you know, when it's on a Thursday and, and they're saying, whoops, it's going to be Friday. I'm like, ah, dang it. You know, uh, I was looking forward to it on a Thursday. So I understand. And I want to give you uh, the best podcast experience that, that I can from this little, little podcast that I do called gospel of Kennison. 
Um, it's never going to be a million podcast, uh, you know, downloaded podcasts. It's, it's just, it's just my 300, you know, and, and you guys are it and I love it. And I wanted to take care of you and do, do right by you. So anyway, enough about that. If you have any questions, just email me. Um, but some of you guys claim that it is very helpful to you to hear me talk about my, my struggle and my, and what I'm going through. Uh, cause some of you say you have people that you live with or that you love, um, that struggle with similar issues than to mine. And it helps you really kind of get in their head, uh, to understand what they're going through because a lot of, a lot of, uh, depressed people don't like to talk about it because it's embarrassing. They feel, um, shamed, a lot of shame in not being normal, um, and, and you, and you don't want to be a drain on anybody and talking to someone and, and bumming them out. That's what you feel like you'd be doing, uh, is, is draining them, you know, according to a depressed person. So yeah, trying to get w- words out of them can be very hard. Uh, plus you, it's work. Talking is, is a drain. It, it, it drains you emotionally. Um, cause for depressed people, anything they do, whether it's, enjoyable or not enjoyable drains you the same way. Uh, it doesn't in nothing charges you up. And, um, that's, that's one of the, the sickest and, and the perfect things about the disease is it's, uh, it's, it's so, so perfect in it's, in it's wickedness and deadliness. So anyway, um, I, uh, I talked about podcast updates last time. And so I want to let you guys know that I am, I have chosen to end red school bus. Uh, I haven't really told anybody yet. Uh, I told Jay and he, and, and he, he, he was ready for it, which is the reason why I wanted to do it. Um, but, but it's one of those things where we haven't sat down and recorded the final episode yet because I, I just haven't had the energy or the drive, um, to even be happy enough to, to talk, you know? And that's, that's, I guess that's what I'm saying about what sucks so bad about the way I'm feeling is I feel great, but the way I feel about the energy loss is kind of overshadowing everything, you know, it's kind of bumming me out, but at least it's not making me want, to not be alive, you know, it's like a normal bumming you out. And that's why I know my medicine is working. My is making my brain work properly instead of putting it on some sort of amped up mode to where I just don't feel anything because I do feel, I feel happy. I feel good, but I feel bummed out about how I'm, how I'm doing. Uh, but it doesn't ruin me as a person and it doesn't make me feel like I'm a useless person horrible, bad, you know, uh, drain on society and my family and everybody else. So I have a balanced view of it, but it still bumps me out. So anyway, so, uh, red school bus is one of those things that I, I know that if I was doing better, I could find a way to keep it going because it's a good little show and it has about 1700 listeners. Um, and that's a good number for a little show. 
And I, I know if I could get a kid, you know, John Steinklopper's even offered his his son to be on it, and I haven't pursued it because I just don't have the energy. I can't imagine um, trying to connect over, you know, Discord and stuff, and and then the idea of trying to work with a, a kid I, I don't know, and, you know, will our personalities mesh? And, you know, his son is really nice. He's a really good kid and I'm kind of rough and tumble, harshy kind of dude, you know, with my son, we joke back and forth and crack on each other. And I don't know if he could handle that, you know, so am I going to ruin his son? You know, so there's all these thoughts and, and that's stuff that I could face if I had my energy, if I was myself. Uh, and, and like I said, I could even maybe look into just straight up hiring somebody, putting it out there on the interwebs. And looking for a, a kid that maybe is already podcasting that needs a shot, you know, and a shot in the arm. And uh, he could just, you know, guest host uh, his his little life away on Red School Bus. And or, or maybe get a, a couple of kids, a girl and a boy. But I don't know. Again, it's, uh, it's work. It makes it, it it's, it's simple to just have Jay and me come down and do a show. Uh, it's still hard, but it's simple. So imagine, you know, how, how much more work it would be to try to coordinate schedules and, and get people in and get kids in and, and to try to sit down and do something like that. It just seems impossible to me. So, uh, it's a, it's why I'm just going to bring red school bus to a close with a final episode that should be coming out pretty soon. And, um, I'll say goodbye to it. And it'll be sad because I worked hard on that show and I made the little theme song red school bus, you know, and, uh, it was cute and stuff. So, and I'll miss everybody. There's a lot of kids that like that show. So, but it's just, it's just one of the, you know, one of the things, one of the, uh, I don't know, the, the, what do they call it? The collateral damage or whatever that consequences or whatever of the issues that I'm dealing with. I can't do what I can't do. Um, I want to talk about movies and TV cause I watch that every now and then cause even watching TV and movies can sometimes feel like a chore. What if I start them and invest in them and they stink and then I've, I've wasted energy and time, you know? So I, I, I'm very picky about what I, uh, I choose to watch that isn't a three minute, three to 10 minute YouTube video. Cause at least then if it's something stupid, you can back up and just pick the next video. You know, it's not a lot of commitment there, but here's, here's some stuff I've been watching. Um, I watched days of future past, which is an X-Man movie. And I realized I, I, well, I watched it because I've been watching WandaVision and WandaVision is awesome. If you do not know what WandaVision is, you don't have Disney plus and you have not been watching the news or reading about the news because WandaVision is a great show and is the best show. And I'm really into it. And tomorrow is the finale. And uh, nine episodes is all they're putting out. Man, I miss the days of 21 episodes, you know, or 24 episodes a season. But, you know, these streaming services, they only put out a few. But 
um, tomorrow's the, 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 the finale and, oh my goodness. But anyway, in the show, they brought in a character and the character was also in, um, X-Men days of future past. So I watched that and then I realized, wait a minute, there's all these younger X-Men and, uh, I haven't followed the X-Men movies recently, I guess. And so there's all these, you know, movies that I haven't seen that feature the X-Men when they were a younger squad or whatever. So I've started over and I'm watching them in order release order. Uh, so I'm watching X. I watched X-Men. I'm in the middle of X-Men two. It's proving hard to get through. I can't sit there for two hours and watch it all the way through. I have to kind of watch pieces of it. My goal is to, like I said, watch them all in release order. And I don't even know how many there are, but, um, we'll get there. Uh, but I've watched several interesting movies. One is called in the shadow of the moon. It was on Netflix and it's, uh, like a sci-fi movie. And, um, it's kind of like an indie film, I guess. Uh, but this guy, this cop faces this girl that's killing people and she shows up every six years to kill more people. And, um, it kind of follows his life as he figures out the pattern and, and hunts this girl down and it, and it was good. It's like sci-fi, like I said, time travel, you know, that kind of stuff. So I, I liked it. And, uh, Another one I watched is Crime Scene, The Vanishing at Cecil Ta- Hotel. It was good. It was kind of a, a little bit of a letdown at the end. But if you like true crime, then you'll like uh, Crime Scene, The Vanishing at Cecil Hotel. Uh, you'll also like The Ripper, which was uh, it's about a guy that was killing people in England. And you'll also like Night Stalker which is um, about a guy that was killing people in America back in the, back in the day. Um, those are all, you know, well, well, well made. I think night soccer was probably my favorite um, as far as um, the story and the slant they put on it. Um, I found that the Ripper, the British one, they mostly just ripped a new one into the British police service, which I, I thought it was a bit unfair because here here's the thing that it's kind of like the thanklessness of, of doing a job. Um, here's a killer who's out there killing people serially. You know, he's doing it over and over. Nobody knows who he is and that's on purpose, you know, cause he's being careful. He's not leaving any tracks or traces and the police have no leads and no clues. And it's so random and there's nothing to go on, but everybody's mad at the police because they haven't stopped him yet. And it's like, they haven't even done anything wrong and they have nothing to go on and they're working their hardest and they're doing their best, but still they're in trouble. That would drive me crazy. And that's kind of like what the Rippers is about is these guys that were so desperate for leads that they kind of got, got, off the track a bit but anyway it's good stuff anyhow uh watch ava ava and it's 
weird uh, in that it is a she's a she's a uh, an assassin, but it's like an assassin movie made for women. And, and that might be a terrible thing to say. If, if it is, I please forgive me and chalk it up to me being old. Um, but I, I say that. And if you watch it, especially if you're a dude, you will, you'll see what I'm talking about because she's dealing with a lot of family stuff and stuff with her sister and her mom. And it's like, they're working on relationships and stuff. Just not the typical stuff you would see in like a John Wick movie. That's what I'm saying. But it was still good. Um, the endless is another one I saw because I read an article because I, I go through my newsfeed a lot too on my phone and it said, you know, here is a sci-fi movie you need to see before it leaves Netflix. And, uh, it's a indie film and it's about two brothers that have escaped in their childhood from a, um, from a UFO cult. Um, because they, they just didn't like what was going on there, thought it was going to end in suicide, you know, that kind of thing. And they go back to visit it because one of the brothers only has fond memories. The other one was older and knew, and was the one that pulled them out. And it, it just kind of follows them, you know, to a, to a pretty good twist ending. And, uh, it was all right. You know, it was good. So. Uh, I watched a movie called Peppermint, which I loved so much. It's on Netflix, and um, it has oh, who's the girl? It's on thirteen, going on thirty, and was alias Jennifer Garner. Yeah, had her in it, and she loses her family. She goes off Batman style, gets tough, comes back, and takes care of business. And that's just the I haven't given anything away. That's just, I, I just always like that kind of movie. Count of Monte Cristo, you know, uh, the man in the iron mask, you know, any kind of story like that where people are done wrong, John wick, you know, and, and they come back and fix it. They just make it right, you know, through force. <laughs> so that was good. I, I saw the dig, uh, which was slow, but enjoyable. And I'm glad the guy in the movie got, some some credit now he's it's a historical kind of thing and uh it was good you know it's not my style of movie usually but it was good and i watched the queen's gambit which is a series it's like a very long movie and it was really good and it's about this girl in an orphanage that uh finds out she's a genius at uh chess and she struggles with uh chemical dependence and and her past and uh as she works her way up through the ranks and it's uh it's a really good movie my wife watched it show i don't know if it's a movie a short series i guess i don't know but it's good it's, it was good i highly suggest the queen's gambit uh the actress in it i don't know her name but she's just like custom made for that role uh she just she looks like she stepped out of the 60s it's crazy uh so anyway i don't know if i mentioned night stalker but it's a good one it's another true crime N nintendo netflix i mean thing <laughs> get those two confused a lot and then uh, on hulu i've watched the animaniacs and uh 
it's all right. It's a little political for my taste. You could tell they made it for adults instead of kids, you know? So that takes some of the, uh, I don't know. It, it doesn't ruin anything from the past, but it, it, it doesn't give me the feelies of the past either. And uh, I, I really liked Animaniacs back in the day as a young adult. So, you know, whatever. So that brings me to uh, what I guess could be the end of the episode. I talked a lot about myself and uh, what I'm watching. Um, but I, I hopefully I'll see you in a week. And I'll, and I'll talk some more. Um, and thank you for listening and, and being there and putting up with me. And uh, those of you that are people who pray, you know, I, I would covet your prayers, as they say. If you have some time, just mention me to the big guy. Because, uh, you know, I don't know. It's like a never-ending struggle. I get one thing fixed, something else breaks, you know. And uh, that's kind of the way it feels. So uh, if I could get some energy back, I think I would be in a really, really good place. Like a, like a, like the place I've wanted to be for years. And um, I think I would be, I would consider myself cured if I could just have some daggum energy, some drive. You know, I, 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 I know, you know, you can't call yourself cured if you're taking medicine, but it, that's the closest I could get, I guess, you know. So, um, I will leave you with this. Uh, there are wounds that never show on the body that are deeper and more hurtful than anything that bleeds. Uh, Laurel K. Hamilton. And uh, I hope you are well, and I hope uh, you enjoy your week. And again, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time right here on the GOK. Bye.